Now this meditation on the breath, and there are many other meditations in that sort of a category. You know, we've, we've used the very basic mindfulness of the breath. There are meditations on the breath where we conjoin it with visualizations or mantras or, or do other meditations on simple visualizations, mantra recitations. There are ways of meditating on the breath where we breathe in specific phases and so forth. All of which arrive at this very calm, peaceful mind that is our natural state of being. Underneath the turbulent surface of our mind is a beautiful stillness. A lot of people think that that category of meditation practice, which in fact is just a preliminary stage, is the entirety of meditation and devote their whole lives just to doing these meditations. And while these meditations on breathing and stilling the mind are incredibly valuable, incredibly important. It's, it's basic mental hygiene. It's, it's, you know, it's something that should be taught in kindergartens. It should be taught in schools. It should be taught to everyone to learn how to just let go. Because when we have mastered this kind of technique, once we've become proficient at it, then the events of our day do become less overwhelming because we know I just need to find myself 10-15 minutes of space, of quiet time, and I will be able to let this go. I will be able to return to a calm. So we don't get that sort of anxiety where we're feeling we're sort of veering out of control and, and, and everything is just building up and building up and we worry that at some point something's going to snap. Which it would. It would if we didn't have a technique for letting go. You know, that our mind has only got so much capacity. It's only got so much processing power. If we push too much in, if we've got too much going on in our life, then there will be a gridlock. It will all kind of seize up and stop really working. If we think of our mind as like a whiteboard and all of the different events and experiences and particularly the ones that we don't feel we've properly resolved or reconciled ourselves with are like scribbling on this whiteboard of our mind, if we're not careful, there comes a point where there is no more room left. And that's when even a small thing can feel like a big thing and be overwhelming. So we need to have a technique or a practice or something where regularly we can wipe that whiteboard of our mind clean, recapture that maneuverability, that spaciousness that will allow us to see solutions we couldn't see or accept where there aren't actually solutions. That, that's a crucial thing. But it is just a preliminary for real meditation. The relationship between this breathing meditation that many people take as their main practice and what in our Kadampa Buddhist tradition we would consider to be real meditation, we can understand with respect to, for example, a car. You know, if, we, if you've had the experience of driving an old and unreliable car, then maybe we're driving along and at a certain point smoke and steam starts to billow from below the hood and we pull over into some lay-by, I don't know what your American word for that is, but anyway, pull over to the, to, the, to the side of the road. And we can, with the air of a great accomplished mechanic, make our way to the front, lift up the bonnet, put the little stick up that holds it there, but it's still, at that point, there's nothing we can do. 
even the most skilled car mechanic in the world, all they can do at that moment is step back and wait for the engine to cool down, for the smoke and the steam to clear, because at that point we can't see anything and it, we can't touch anything. It's all overheated and it's all, yeah. What we need to do is give the engine some space, some air, some ventilation to cool down, which is analogous to the breathing meditation. We've overheated perhaps, and now we're giving ourselves some time just to cool down, just sit and be and let it go. And the engine of our mind will cool down, the smoke and steam of all the busy chaotic thoughts and anxieties and worries will subside, will disappear. Now, if you aren't in any way a skilled car mechanic, you may have discovered that very often, once the engine has cooled down, you can just close the hood, get back in and drive on for a while. For a while, the engine will work again, seemingly. But only for a while. You know, there's something wrong there. There's something that needs addressing. We can carry on for a while, but it's just going to keep coming up. It won't be long until the engine's overheating again because whatever the issue was, wasn't addressed. And that's like just doing the breathing meditation. We get some peace, that's wonderful. We carry on with our life, but fairly soon the same provocative or triggering situations will arise, we will encounter them, and our mind will react, broadly speaking, as it did before. Maybe there's a little bit of a buffer, maybe there's a little bit more perspective that that meditation is giving us, but the fundamentals of the workings of our mind have not changed. What really we need to do in the situation with the car, and indeed with the situation with our mind, is be able to look in Look at the engine and diagnose, see well, what's going on. Maybe there's some cooling fluid run out. Maybe something's become disattached. Maybe something's got too tight or something's got stuck or whatever it might be. We need to be able to look and see, well, that is what's causing all this. And that's what needs addressing. And so then we can fix it and do something about it. And we need to become engineers of our mind, doctors of our mind, our own spiritual doctors. We need to be able to diagnose what's happening inside us. We need to be a very observant of the movements inside our mind, know what is happening, and then be able to recognize that. That tells me that this is what's happening and this is what needs doing.